It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up? This is your man, Dre Day, and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Um, I'm believing and I'm assuming that this is now episode 35. Um, KD's number, Kevin Durant's number. Uh, we are on episode 35 now. We are close to embarking on number 40. Um, again, just, just want to keep saying thank you to all the countless people out there that have been supporting the podcast and taking time out their day to listen to it, whether they're at work or on a drive, going somewhere, whatever the case may be, or maybe you in your house cooking and chefing it up, listening to my podcast. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm truly, truly thankful for it. Uh, this episode here, um, I'm gonna take away, um, I'm gonna take away the basketball aspect for this episode. This episode, I'm gonna take this episode. I'm gonna put the NBA to the back burner. I'm gonna put college basketball to the back burner. Uh, the baseball season um, is on the horizon, so I basically, you know, wanna speak on that and you know give my predictions on who I think is going to win um, the World Series and who I think is going to win the divisions and shit like that. Um, I also am going to speak about um, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, that was something that I was supposed to speak about on my last episode, but it it basically it, it, it slipped my mind and I totally forgot to do it. So I'm going to make up for it and speak about it on this episode. And I'm also going to um, speak to my man Gronk. Rob Gronkowski, um, I might as well say I might as well say former Patriots tight end because it was announced um, last week, um, well earlier this week, last week that um, he was he decided to retire from the game of football. So I'm gonna speak on that as well. But uh, first, you know, again, the baseball season is here. Um, it's on the horizon. Um, it actually starts on Thursday. So, you know, I basically, you know, wanted to do my little predictions and um, shit like that. Um, I, I've barely done baseball, as you can see. You know, I've probably only done probably two of them. Um, I know I spoke about Manny Machado, um, his his contract, and then I spoke about Bryce Harper and his contract. Those were, those were probably the only two baseball talks that I spoke about. But on this one here, I want to get, you know, deep into it you know, and speak about the upcoming season and what do I expect and and shit like that. So having said all of that, you know, I just want to speak about um, first, I just want to speak about obviously the best, the, the best league in baseball, and that's the American League. Um, you have so many teams, you have so many teams in the American League um, that that that, that that have a good chance of making the World Series, let alone winning it. Obviously, I'm a Yankees fan, a diehard Yankees fan, so I'm always gonna say we're in the hunt. Um, you st you have you, of course you got them damn Red Sox. Um, you got the Cleveland Indians. You know you got the Houston Astros. Um, you got some teams that are up and coming. You know what I'm saying, and you also um have those teams that are just trash, but being that they're division rivals, they you know they're gonna you know they're gonna make it interesting. So, having said all of that, you know I'm gonna speak on the American League first. Um, rightfully so, they should be. I, I should speak on them first. Um, obviously, I'm gonna speak about the AL East first. Um, our division, the Yankees division. Well, the Red Sox slash Yankee division because those are probably the two teams that's probably gonna be in the hunt. To win the division. Obviously, whichever team doesn't win the division, obviously that other team is going to go into the wild card round and have to have a one-round sudden death game. But I just truly think that um, for the past few years, it's been us and the Red Sox fighting for the division. And I think it's going to happen again this year. Um, I do think both of our teams will get 100 wins. Um, it's basically all about which pitching rotation is better. And... Uh, as a Yankee fan, it's not easy for me to say this, but 
I trust the Red Sox rotation more than I trust ours. And it's not the bullpen that I don't trust because we have the best bullpen in baseball. It's just more it's just more so of the pitcher rotation as it pertains to health. You know, we already got a hit. You know, we already took a hit so far with with, with our starting rotation. Our ace, Luis Savarino, um, he's on the DL. You know what I'm saying? So our ace from last year, he he definitely could have been a Cy Young winner last year with the way he started the season, but you know, after the All-Star break, he started slumping it, and I think that took away his opportunity of winning the Cy Young. But we're definitely going to need our pitching rotation, our starting pitching rotation to be healthy. Um, we got Tanaka. You know, I've always liked Tanaka. I'm glad he I, I'm glad he chose to opt in to his contract a few years ago and didn't choose to opt out. So we still got him. Um, J.A. Happ. You know, we picked him up from Toronto, so he's going to have a full season with us this year. Um, CC Sabathia, he already announced that this is going to be his last season, so hopefully, you know, he can do some damage his last year. James Paxson, we picked him up from Seattle. He's a formidable pitcher. Um, Domingo German, you know, he's one of our young, upcoming pitchers that's going to get his shine in the starting rotation, especially now with Savarino being hurt. So... Again, I just think from the pitching standpoint, um, the Red Sox, their rotation is more trustable, if, they're, they're, if that's even a word. Um, Chris Sale, we know what he, we, you know, we know what he brings. Um, David Price, he proved himself last year in the World Series. You know, he proved that he can win the big one. Um, Rick Parcello, Nathan. Um, Elivaldi, hopefully I'm saying his name right. I know he played with us a few years ago. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he can continue to go on with the success that he had last season. It's a shame that I'm even wishing him success because he's plays for the enemy, but it is what it is. Um, El Guado Rodriguez, I just think the Red Sox pitching rotation is a lot more is a lot more trustworthy than um than ours. Um Having said all of that, I have to pick a winner for that division. And um, fuck it. I'm going to just be biased with it. And I'm going to pick us. I pick us to win the division this season. It's not going to be easy um, by any stretch of the imagination. But I just think eventually we're going to pull it off. Um, again, our pitching rotation is 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 good. Our, 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 our lineup is even off the charts even more, you know what I'm saying, you know, that's why I'm truly thankful that we didn't go out there and get Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, because I felt like we didn't need them, you know what I'm saying, if you put Bryce Harper in the outfield, what does that do with Brett Gardner, who I love as an outfielder, and I also love him as, as a base runner, you know, he's our leadoff batter, we don't need him to we don't need him to get home runs, we just need somebody to get on the field, we just need somebody to get at bat, you know, get some hits, get on base, make it difficult for the defense and worry about him stealing bases and shit like that. And I'm glad and, and, and he's one of the leaders of the team. So I'm glad we didn't go after them or whatever or go after those guys. Aaron Hicks, you know, he's on the DL. What's going to happen when he comes back? Um, Didi, he's hurt. Let's see what happens when he comes back. But even with those injuries, we still got some people in there. We still got some pieces. You know what I'm saying? Um, we still got Judge, obviously. Stanton is still there. Um, Luke Voigt, we got we picked him up. Um, and we still got the young blood. You know, we still got um Miguel uh, Miguel, our third baseman. I can't even pronounce his last name. I'm not gonna try because I don't want to mess up his last name. Um we still got Torres. Um we still got Sanchez um at, at catcher. You know, hopefully you know. He won't be letting some of these baseballs go past him and cost us some games like he's had in the past. Um, Aaron Boone, this is his second year as a manager. I just think that this year will be the year where um, we win the division. And being that I said that either us or the Red Sox will win the division, the other team will win the wild card. That right there just told just tells you who I think will be the one of the wild card teams, and that will be the Red Sox. Um, in the Central Division, obviously, 
the Cleveland Indians is the ultimate front runner of that division. Um, I truly don't see nobody else winning that division. I mean, you can make a case for Minnesota, but I just, you know, I just think, I just think Cleveland's rotation is is phenomenal. Like, if you just look at the American League, the four teams that have the best pitching rotations is us, Red Sox, Astros, Cleveland. So those are the four teams that those are like they're, they're like the four horsemen, you know, of the American League. Us, Red Sox, Astros, Indians, uh, Corey Kluber, uh, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrazzo, um, Mike Clevenger, Shane Bieber. They have an amazing, amazing starting rotation. And I just think just off that alone, I, I, I just think off that alone, I think that will prevail them to win the division. Detroit is on the decline. The, the, the White Sox have always been on the, the White Sox haven't been credible since their last World Series championship. And I believe that was what, 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kansas City hasn't been the same since they won their championship a few years ago, which was 2015. So I just think the Cleveland Indians is just basically the front runners for that for, for that division. Um, for the AL West, the same thing I just said. It's about pitching rotations. I just think the pitching rotation for the Astros and the and and the players and, and their and their lineup. Um, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, um, Carlos Correa, George Springer, um, Josh Reddick. I just believe that their lineup will propel them to win the AL West. I don't trust. I don't trust. I don't trust. I, I don't trust the Angels. Basically, I I I I just don't. You know, you just gave Mike Trout all this money. Um, the Angels ain't doing nothing. They still got Albert Pujols. He's at the end of his rope. I don't see. I, I really don't see anything with Seattle. Um, even though you know they just they're starting the season two and zero with the um I believe it was the two games in Japan or whatever the case may be, but I really don't see anything formidable with them. Um, the Texas Rangers, please, they haven't been credible since the years they was going back to back to the World Series. So I just think in that division, it's just the Houston Astros. Um, Oakland is a decent team. Maybe they'll be one of the wild cards, but I don't see them winning the division. I don't think, I don't think they have um, the experience or the the heart to take the division from the Houston Astros. So from that aspect, again, like I said, I have the Houston Astros winning that division. So I have the Yankees, my Yankees, winning the AL East. I have the Cleveland Indians winning the American League Central Division, and I have the Houston Astros winning the, uh, and I have the um, Houston Astros winning the AL West. Now, what's left is the wild card. Who do I have winning the wild card? Um, again, it was either between us and the Red Sox, and obviously I said we will win the division, so I have the Red Sox winning the wild card, now, as far as who 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 would they wind up playing, you can make a case either Oakland, um, the Twins is a sleeper. The Twins is one of the sleeper teams. So one of those two teams I have going up against um, the Red Sox, and then obviously the Red Sox will prevail and win and and basically win that division. Um, I mean, win the wild card. So off the American League, let's talk about the National League. Um, obviously the front runner in the National League for the last two years have been the Dodgers. Um, they've been to the World Series two straight years. They've been unsuccessful two straight years. Um, will this be the year that they finally break out of that shell and finally win, um, the World Series? Only time will tell. But, um, let's just talk about, um, the... National League East first. Um, obviously, the, the the strong-headed team is um, the Phillies. Obviously, we know who's there now, um, Bryce Harper. 
He just got a crazy ass contract, so obviously they're going to be expecting him to do to do some damage in Philadelphia. Um, obviously, with all with all with all the teams in Philadelphia, they all they all have done great things these past few years. You know, Villanova, um, they're no longer in the NCAA tournament, but they were defending national champions in college basketball. The 76ers is doing good with the whole trust in the process and being a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference and the NBA. The Eagles is going to, you know, bounce back from last season. Can the Phillies finally do something? You know, the Phillies haven't won the World Series since 2008. They haven't been in a World Series since 2009, and that was at the expense of us beating them. So they haven't been to the World Series in almost 10 years. Will this be the year it happens? And guess what? With the money that they just gave Bryce Harper, they're expecting him to do that. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is there now. He was playing with us last year. Um, Jake Arrieta, he used to play for the Chicago Cubs. So he's a so he's a World Series champion. So he brings that experience to Philly. Um, David Robinson, who's going to be closing for them. Obviously, he played with us, so I already know what he's going to bring to the table. He's definitely going to be one of the top closers, and if not, and if if not just in the majors, he's definitely going to be one of the best closers in the National League. Um, so I have the Phillies winning that division. Um, I don't trust the Mets, um, but being that I am a New Yorker, I'm going to show them love and, you know, sp- just speak about them. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but I do, I am going to speak about them because, again, I have friends that are Met fans, so I want to give their team some love. Shout out to my man Smokey and shout out to my man Elo that I grew up with, Crystal Street fam. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show your team some love. Um, Jacob DeGrom, um, defending Cy Young winner from last year. Um, they still got Noah Syndergaard. Robinson Cano is now there. I think this will be a breakout year for him. Um, obviously last year he was suspended, I think for 60 games for, um, a banned substance. Um, he's back in New York. Unfortunately, it's not in pinstripes, which he should be in, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I just think this would be, I think this is going to be a breakout year for him. Um, again, I I don't think the Mets are going to make the playoffs, but I just want to speak about them and just show some love to them being that some of my boys are Mets fans. Um, in the NL Central, I had the Chicago Cubs winning that division. Um, their pitching rotation is, um, decent at best. They still got John Lester. Um, you Darvish is there now. Obviously, he was there last year. Um, I believe he played with the Dodgers last season, if I'm not mistaken. Cole Hamels is still there. Um, they still got an amazing um batting order. They still got Wilson Contreras. They still got Anthony Rizzo. They still got Ben Zubrish. They still got Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Jason Hayward. So I think the Chicago Cubs is the front runner to win the AL Central. Um, Obviously, Milwaukee won it last year. I think that was just a one-time thing for them. I don't see them winning the division this season. Um, And then again, like I said, in the NL NL West, obviously, I just have the Dodgers. I don't see no other team in that division winning. Um, Clayton Kershaw, who's their ace, um, he's on the 10-day DL to start the season. But obviously, he'll be back in no time. Cody Bellinger, still there. Corey Sager, he's still there. Um, Kenley Jensen, um, hopefully he's fully healthy this year. You know, last year, you know, he had to take some time off because I believe he had a, um, he had a health issue with a regular heartbeat or something like that. So hopefully, you know, he can go back to being one of the top closers in the majors. So I have the Dodgers winning, um, that I had the Dodgers winning the NL, the NL West in the landslide. So again, I had the Phillies winning the NL East. I had the Chicago Cubs winning the NL Central, and I have the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the NL West. So who do I have 
winning the wild card. Um, I believe the Braves will win. I, I, I truly believe the Braves um, will win the wild card. I think the Braves are going to wind up playing um, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, but the Cardinals, you can never doubt them out. You know, they're one of the most storied franchises in baseball besides us and the Red Sox. Um, when you talk about prestigious teams in baseball, obviously you got to throw the St. Louis Cardinals in there. So I just think that um, two teams from the um, from the NL Central will be in the playoffs. Um, and two teams in the NL East will make the playoffs. But I just think the team that's in the NL East will be the one to win the wild card. And that's the Atlanta Braves. Having said all of that, I just did my division winners and my wild card winners. Now I'm going to go with who do I think will meet in the playoffs as far as, you know, ALCS or NLCS. As a Yankee fan, I am dying for us to play the Red Sox in the ALCS. Unfortunately, we lost to them last year in, uh, in the divisional round. We didn't play them in the ALCS. We played them in the divisional round. Hopefully this year we can play them in the ALCS and in that way, you know, I can have some fun with it and put a little bet, put a little wager, you know, in play with one of my friends that's a wet that that um that's a red that 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 are Red Sox fans or whatever. Um obviously the Red Sox they have an amazing team. I spoke about their pitching earlier. Um obviously they got a great um batting order. Um, Bogarts, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez, Eduardo Nunez, who's a former Yankee. Um, obviously, with us, like I said, so I think it will be us and the Red Sox in the um, in the ALCS and in the in the National League. I have the Dodgers and I have the Cubs again. In the, a in the NLDS. And now I got to go with my World Series teams. I am not going to stop holding hope on this. This has been my prediction for quite some time. Um, with my predictions, sometimes I like to go with emotions over my baseball knowledge, which is not that much because... I don't really follow baseball that much, but now that I'm in the podcasting business now, I have to follow it a lot more now or a little bit more than I have before. Um, but having said all of that, I'm going to go with my heart on this one again. I am not, I am not holding faith. I'm not going to stop having faith on having a Yankees Dodgers World Series. Now, I know back in the day, it happened. I wasn't born at the time. I wasn't conceived at the time. I don't even know if my mother and my biological father were even together at that time, let alone knew each other the last time the Yankees and the Dodgers met in the World Series. I believe it was 1978. We're now in 2019. I am hoping for a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Now, for y'all that don't know, obviously the Dodgers are now in Los Angeles. This is a trivia question to my listeners out there. If you know your baseball history, before the Dodgers went to Los Angeles, where did the Dodgers play? I'll tell you the answer. Brooklyn. So the Dodgers will always and forever be from Brooklyn. So shout out to Jackie Robinson, RIP Jackie Robinson. Um, I love what baseball does every April 15th where they honor Jackie Robinson and every team and every player wears number 42 for that day honoring Jackie Robinson. Um, obviously, Mariano Rivera, he wore number 42. He was the last person to wear that number. So now that number is retired. No one can wear number 42 in Major League Baseball Thanks to Mr. Jackie Robinson. So to so so to so salute to you for that. So again, having said all of that, I am not holding out any hope on a Dodgers Yankees World Series. And obviously, 
if that comes to fruition, obviously I have to go with my Yankees to win the World Series. Um, we need another parade. We need another one. Um, I've been to every championship parade in my existence. Obviously, my Yankees are 27-time world champions. Five of them I was alive for. Okay, 96, I went to that parade. I was in junior high school. Cut school and went. 98, cut school, went to the parade. 99, cut school, went to the parade. 2000, cut school, went to the parade. 2009, called out of work, went to the parade. Now, this one here, we need another parade. A few years ago, not last season, the season before that, the year where nobody expected us to do much. We was one win away from going to the World Series. Last year, we took a step back, and we lost in the divisional round. This year, we got to win the World Series. We got to stay healthy. If my Yankees can stay healthy, I truly believe that we can make a great run this season, and I believe that we can win the World Series. So again, having said all of that, my World Series prediction, Dodgers, Yankees. And who do I have winning? Obviously, my pinstripes. Pinstripe pride, Yankees. So, 2019 World Series champions will be my New York Yankees. If we're healthy, you can book it. Another thing, fuck the Boston Red Sox. I hate you bastards. But until, but until then, we're going to meet up with y'all soon. Obviously, we, obviously we got to play y'all 19 times during the regular season. So we'll link up with y'all eventually. And hopefully in the playoffs, we can meet up with y'all. And again, like I said, hopefully we meet up with y'all in the ALCS as opposed to the Divisional Series. So that right there is my baseball recap. Damn, I did about almost 30 minutes on this shit. But, you know, again, this was my this was my first first real talk about baseball for my podcast. So I had to, you know, talk about the upcoming baseball season. So there you have it. So that's my this is my 2019 Major League Baseball uh seasons predictions as it pertains to division winners uh playoff predictions and world series winners so again the season is on the horizon this week actually it starts on thursday um so to all the teams out there have a great season especially my yankees and Hopefully my Yankees will be the last team standing and we will be crowned the 2019 World Series champions. What up, what up, what up, I'm back. Um, This segment here was supposed to be on my last episode, but I totally forgot to do it. So this this segment here, you know, I'm going to get into um, Ben Roethlisberger. He's been taking a lot of hits these this this offseason with football as it pertains to um his leadership being in question. Obviously, Antonio Brown has called them out. Um Le'Veon Bell has called them out. Um even former players from the Pittsburgh Steelers have called them out. Some of them have done it during this offseason. Some has done it during, you know, past seasons. I'll just say this, though. Ben Roethlisberger is a future Hall of Famer. Let's just call it what it is. Like, when you put everything to the side, whether, you know, his ego and him calling calling teammates out and calling offensive coordinators out in front of the media, putting them on blast, we cannot ignore the fact that he is a future Hall of Famer. We just can't do that. He's a two-time Super Bowl winner. Um, he has been regarded in the past as one of the elite quarterbacks. Do we still consider him elite? In my honest opinion, no, I don't. Um, but is his leadership in question? Absolutely, it is. 
See, when I think of a leader, I think of someone who takes responsibility for their actions as it pertains to, let's just use it from the sports aspect. If I lose a football game, I'm not going to call my teammates out in front of the media. That's something that I'm going to do behind closed doors. I'm not going to get in front of a camera and get in front of a microphone and call my teammates out and say, oh, they should have read this route better or they should have ran that route better or in Ben Roethlisberger's case, calling out former offensive coordinator Todd Haley a few years ago, um, calling him out in the media, talking about that, oh, this was the play that he wanted and all this other shit. Um, But I will say this, though. When you have your general manager basically saying that Ben Roethlisberger is a father, is basically the father to 52 players on the Pittsburgh Steelers, to me, that sounds like slave mentality if you ask me. And for you to call out these players and basically say that Ben Roethlisberger is your father, something is wrong with that picture. I believe he could have worded that better. You were better off saying big brother or something. You know what I'm saying? Or like an uncle or something. But to say that 52 players is like is basically Ben Roethlisberger's kids because he's been with the team the longest and he has the most experience, I just think something's wrong with that picture. Um, there's been a lot of dysfunction in Pittsburgh and you can slice it and dice it anyway, like, 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 like anyway. Obviously, Antonio Brown, he's no longer there. Um, he had his reasons. He, he basically explained his reasons for why he left. And one of the reasons was because of Ben Roethlisberger. But he did some wrong, too. We're not going to sit here and act like he was a saint. Um, again, Ben Roethlisberger, um, he has his history of doing some things that he shouldn't be doing as it pertains to him being the so-called leader of the team. Um Again, like I said, like, if I'm going to call you a leader, my leader is not going to be riding a motorcycle, um, no helmet on, risking his life in his career. That's not somebody that I would consider a leader of my team. I wouldn't consider a leader of my team being accused of sexual assault or raping a female. I wouldn't consider that person a leader of my team either. Um, I think some people get it fucked up. I think they feel like, oh, if you're the quarterback of a football team, that makes you the leader. That's not the case. Just because you're the quarterback of a team, that doesn't doesn't make you the leader. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just look at the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. Um, Michael Irvin, who we all know is one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history, he had his demons, you can say, but when it came time to stepping on that field, stepping on that gridiron, he was by far the undisputed leader of that Dallas Cowboy team. It wasn't Troy Aikman who was the quarterback. It wasn't Emmitt Smith, who's the all-time leader in rushing in NFL history. It was Michael Irvin, who was regarded as one of the greatest wide receivers and, um, and motivational leaders in NFL history. So when you look at that and you put that in perspective about Ben Roethlisberger, I think what people get fucked up is the more you win, we excuse some of the bullshit that you do. And I call a stop to that. Just because you've won two Super Bowls don't mean that you can call teammates out in front of the media. That doesn't mean that you can call out your offensive coordinators in front of the media. Because guess what? Tom Brady is a six-time Super Bowl champion. Not once has he ever called a teammate out in front of the media. Now, there have been times he's been caught on camera, you know, having, you know, a little disagreement with an offensive coordinator you know, we can remember the one back in the day um, against, um, who was it again? Who was it? He was arguing with uh, our offensive coordinator at the time. I think his name is Bill O'Brien. 
I think he coaches the uh, te- um, the Houston Texans now. I remember him and Brady had a little falling out on the sidelines against the Redskins, I believe. A little five to ten second little disagreement. Um, Taquan Underwood, a receiver for the Patriots. I believe that was the same game. Him and Brady had a falling out on the sidelines. So shit happens. But when you take it to calling your teammates out in front of the media, that's where I have a problem with it. And Ben Roethlisberger has a history of doing this. He doesn't accept culpability. He doesn't take responsibility for his mistakes. Ben Roethlisberger will throw four interceptions in a game and he'll call his teammate out. Instead of taking the blame for you throwing four interceptions and maybe costing your team a victory, but yet you'll throw your teammate under the bus. You know, there's just certain there's just certain quarterbacks that that we used that 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 we've used to, that 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 people have called elite. They're not elite no more. And Ben Roethlisberger is one of those because if I have to question your leadership, I can't put you in that elite talk no more. I just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I take you off that elite list. Maybe this year you'll prove us wrong. Maybe this year you can, you know, somewhat be in the MVP talk. Um, but it's going to be difficult for you. You still got Juju. Um, you have, you have uh, Connor in the backfield. Um, salute to him and, you know, him being leukemia free and all of that. Um, again, you lost Antonio Brown, you lost Le'Veon Bell, your defense is still suspect, so who you gonna call out this upcoming season? Or maybe you'll prove us wrong and you'll be an MVP candidate, but only time will tell. But, uh, this was just something I had to speak on as it pertains to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I've lost so much respect for him to the point where I don't even call him Big Ben no more. He'll, he'll for now on, he, he will forever be known to me as Ben Roethlisberger. He lost, he, he, he lost that big Ben name to me. Um, the only Ben I know is Uncle Ben. So, you know, that, this, is, this was just something that I had to speak on as it pertains to Ben Roethlisberger. I just feel bad for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Um, y'all can come join us in New England if you want. You know, our, our, our bandwagon is full it's unlimited you're all welcome to join us if you want if you're tired if you're tired of big ben i know one of my cousins jakeem i know he's getting fed up i got another cousin john super john i know he's fed up with ben so hey y'all can come to us man y'all can come to foxborough you're more than welcome more than welcome you get vip access courtesy of your little cousin but only time will tell if y'all if if y'all will accept my offer. But for Black and Yellow Nation, um, I just feel bad for y'all right now. This is not a good time to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, but only time will tell what happens with this upcoming season. Um, maybe it's time for the change of the guards. Maybe it's time for the Steelers to search for a quarterback. You know, find somebody to take the realms from. Ben Roethlisberger in the near future, but only time will tell. Only time will tell, but, you know, I just, again, I just had to speak on this about Ben Roethlisberger because I'm tired of him calling out teammates and airing them out in front of the media. That's some shit that you do behind closed doors. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want respect, you got to give respect. You got to give respect. And right now, you ain't getting none of my respect, Ben, because of the way that you act. What you do... Is is quite is 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 bitch moves if you ask me. So until you man up, your name would just be Ben Roethlisberger to me from here on out. What up? What up? What up? I'm back. This segment here, we gonna pay homage to a former New England Patriot player. Well, he was a New England Patriots player, but this past weekend he just announced. That he was retiring from the NFL, and that would be my man Rob Gronkowski. Uh, salute to you, my man. Um, this is a well-deserved retirement. Unfortunately, you know your career was cut short based to these, based upon these injuries that you've had. Um, you've only played nine seasons, but for the most part, 
even with your numbers, you're still going to be in the Hall of Fame, even though you've played in nine seasons. Um, will you be first battle Hall of Famer? Who knows? But the track record speaks for itself. You're a three-time Super Bowl champion. Um, you've got 79 touchdowns as a tight end, 7,861 yards, 521 receptions. You've only you've played in 115 games. Uh, but the injuries have plagued your career. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just, you know, let's, you know, let's just call it what it is. And you've basically been having this problem ever since you was in college at Arizona. That's probably why, you know, you fell down in the draft in 2011 and was blessed to come to us. So if anything, it was a blessing in disguise that you wound up being injured when you were in college because then you wound up joining us and playing alongside Tom Brady and being coached by Coach Belichick. Um, now the question is, what do you do outside of football? Well, I wouldn't mind you doing wrestling. We've seen you do that already. Uh, we've seen you in the Battle Warrior at WrestleMania a few years ago. So who knows? Maybe you could do that. Not full-time, obviously, because your body is already shut down as it is, but... You know, I wouldn't mind seeing you, you know, showing up to a WrestleMania event, just having one match and, you know, rocking out and doing what you do and, you know, entertaining the crowd like you have done for us for so many years, wearing the shoulder pads and the cleats and stepping on Gillette Stadium. Um, I could see you with some action movies. You're a hell of a character. Um, you made... You made the situation a lot easier um, with the Patriots as, as it pertains to your, your wittiness, your charisma, your personality. You know, if the Patriot players were having a bad day, they can count on Gronk to pretty much make everybody feel better. So that's definitely going to be missed. I know Tom Brady is definitely going to miss you. Um, you know... The thing is that people like to say that you're his favorite target. I think it's a tie between you and Julian Edelman. I think both of y'all is basically 1A and 1B as Tom Brady's favorite targets. Um, obviously, this past season in the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, it was obvious for that because you two guys pretty much caught a lot of Tom Brady's passes. And obviously, from watching the games... Both of y'all made some key plays for Tom Brady. So I know Brady is definitely going to miss that. Um, now, again, um, hell of a career. Uh, can't take nothing away from you. Um, you basically was probably the most dominant tight end in NFL history, in my opinion. Um, you made it very difficult for defensive linemen well, not defensive linemen, defensive backs and linebackers, you made it very difficult for them to put you down as far as from the tackling standpoint, which is probably why your career was cut short because I truly believe without the injuries that you've had, you probably had about a good three more years left in you. You know what I'm saying? Um, three, 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 four years the max. But you know, just with all your injuries, whether it was a tour in ACL a few years ago, uh, your shoulder, your back, uh, your, your, um, your ankle or whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever part of your body that, that coincides with you playing football, you injured, you know what I'm saying? And once your back, like the back is the main part. And once your back goes, then it's pretty much over for you. Um, but again, we can't take nothing away. We can't take nothing away from what you did on the field. Um, again, you're a future Hall of Famer. There is no denying that. So for anybody out there that says, oh, he only played nine seasons. He's not a Hall of Famer. Oh, guess the fuck he is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, he's a five-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. He is definitely going down as one of the greatest tight ends in history. He's in my top three. Um, I have Uncle Shannon Sharp. I have him as my... Shannon Sharp is my favorite tight end of all time. I got Tony Gonzalez at two. And then I have Gronk at three. Um, 
I mean, you could make. I, I mean, I could make a case for Gronk being number two just off the strength of him winning. You know, Tony Gonzalez. He's never won a Super Bowl, let alone played in the NFC Championship, NFC or AFC Championship game. I believe he only has one or two playoff wins. Obviously, we know what Uncle Shea has done already. You know, he's won three Super Bowls. He's won two with the Broncos, one with the Ravens. Um, they call it the big play Shea, you know. So that right there says enough right there with his track record and how I feel of him being the greatest tight end in NFL history. So, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to put Gronk at two. Um, call me biased because he was on my team, but the proof is in the pudding, you know. He revolutionized the tight end division when he came. Um, he pretty much made his claim as the most dominant tight end in NFL history. Is he the GOAT of tight ends? No. But is he the most dominant tight end? Yes. It's just like with Shaq um, in the NBA. Is Shaq the greatest center of all time? In my biased opinion, I'll say yeah because I grew up watching him. But if you ask the older heads, like 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 OGs before me, or even old old timers, you know, you'll have some that say Wilt Chamberlain, you'll have some that say Kareem, you'll have some that say Bill Russell. So it's all about it's all about who you like and who you choose. And basically, the track record says it enough. Gronk was the most dominant tight end in NFL history. Is he the goat of tight ends? No. Is he in the top three or top five? Yeah, because he's in my top three. Basically, he's number two, like I just said. So, to you, Gronk, again, congrats on your retirement. You had a hell of a career. We will definitely miss you. As the New England Patriots, we will definitely miss you. We'll miss you as um, also a blocker for our running backs. Protecting Brady, catching passes from Brady. Uh, we're going to miss your infamous touchdown spike. We're going to miss um, you drinking parades with your shirt off and taking beer, taking beer jugs at the parades. We're going to miss all of that. Um, but, you know, one door closes, another one opens. So I'm quite sure we'll be seeing you in the entertainment rings eventually, whether it's in WWE or in some movies. So, having said all of that, again, salute to you, Gronk. Um, and, you know, a few years from now, we'll be seeing you at Canton um, giving your Hall of Fame speech. So, this is your boy Dre, who is a fellow Patriots fan. On behalf of the New England Patriots fans, we just want to say thank you. We Well, we'll miss you. And if you get bored from being retired, you can always come back to New England. So, peace and love to you, Gronk. Catch you in Canton a few years from now. Peace and love. What up, what up, what up? That's the end of this episode. It's a wrap for this episode. But before I go, I just want to, you know, let my audience and let my listeners out there know that I have created two new social media accounts strictly for my podcast you know what i'm saying like um my other episodes i would always tell you oh you know you can check my personal instagram or my personal twitter or my personal facebook now i have two accounts strictly for my podcast and it goes as follows on instagram on Instagram, my Instagram name is the podcast name, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. The same way it's spelled when you type it in or whatever the case may be, that's the same way it's typed. That's the same way it's spelled on Instagram, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. On Twitter, I have a new Twitter, and I couldn't name it Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast because the name was too long. So I had to shorten it out, and on Twitter, my social media name is Dre Way Podcast. So instead of it being Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, it's D-R-A-Y-W-A-Y Podcast. So again, on Instagram, 
strictly for my podcast. Whenever I drop episodes or whatever the case may be, I'm going to drop it on my new social media page, strictly for my podcast, and that's Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. That's the Instagram handle. And on Twitter, my new handle for that is Dreway Podcast. D-R-A-Y-W-A-Y Podcast. Those are the two new social media pages that I've created strictly for my podcast. Uh, Facebook, I'm just gonna keep that the same, and I'm just and I'm just gonna release that. I'm just gonna release my episodes on my personal Facebook page, which is Dre Day D R A Y space D A Y. So again, I created two new social media outlet pages strictly for the podcast. As far as giving y'all updates and putting and putting, you know, my podcast episodes on my page. Well, there you go. Again, on Instagram, Dre Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Twitter is Dre Way Podcast. And on Facebook is still my personal one, which is Dre Day D R A Y Space D A Y. So until next time, again I just want to thank everybody for their outlandish support. Um, continue to support. Um, I'm almost close to episode 40. Um, I got a couple of, I, I got a couple of ideas that I'm trying to work on right now, um, that I'm going to give y'all updates on within a few weeks or so. So again, I just want to keep thanking y'all for taking time out your day to listen to me, um, talk my sports knowledge or whatever the case may be. I truly appreciate it. Um, so until next time, this has been another episode with Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Um, you can download the Anchor app, um, put Sportsway with Dre Day in, um, download it, favorite, like it, get notifications for whenever my new episodes come out. Um, you can listen to my podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public. Breaker, um, those are just some of the other streaming platforms that um, that are available for my episodes. So again, till next time, thank you, love y'all, peace and love. I'm out of here.